Straight on, baby. It's Andrew calling from Toon Talk Radio in association with novaradio.co.uk. All you have to do to get involved in the show is call 0191-558-3897 to get through. To, sorry, what am I talking about? 0191-538-9781 to contact the show. Once again, it's www.toontalk.co.uk. Just click away and you'll be able to listen live into the studio. If you've got on any handheld devices, you can go to the Google Plus uh, and then just put in www.novaradio.co.uk and you can listen to us wherever you are, whenever you are. So, it's been a great uh, last couple of weeks for Newcastle United. Myself, Andrew Davis, and my co- co-host this evening, Neil Mitchell, how are you? All right, Andrew, how are you? Have you cheered well, up any? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it news really? Is it really? Not today, well, it's not. It's but a game changer, Andrew. It's a game changer, <laughs> I'm telling you now. I'll tell you what, I wish I'd had my phone in my pocket on vibrate the amount of messages I've just gotten in the last couple of hours. I'm telling you, my phone's just about blown up. This, this, is, this is a game changer, I believe, promise. I believe, okay. believe it's promise. Okay, all right. 100%. Well... Well, we're going to bring in my f- first guest this evening. For he's 15 minutes before the, the whistle goes off. And it's Paul Fraser, Chief Football Golf Rider at the Northern Echo, over 35 striker <laughs> and improving golfer. And he's also on Instagram at Paul Fraser's. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Hi, I'm doing all right. Not too bad. My God, how long has it, how long has it took you to call my show? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I tell you one thing, I'm persistent. I have to tell me. I have to... Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah. one word to describe you, Andrew. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, a good day, though, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you quite believe it? I don't think there's any news, but uh, Neil, who wrote his article in the Chronicle, a couple weeks ago, Rex is a game changer. Is it a game changer for you? Well, I, I, this, I, I tweeted earlier on, actually. I, I don't, I, it doesn't come as a great surprise, because I knew, or, or we've all known, really, on the patch that that he was listening to offers, that he was that he, he put a valuation on the club's head, that he was ready to sell up. Um, but what but where, what I think you, what Neil is saying there is, is, is spot on, really, because it, it, what yeah. this does is it just shows you how serious he is about it. Um, and, you, and the fact that he's released a statement today stating that this this is this this is the time now. This is when he wants to move on, and I think that that shows you just how much he wants this. Um, he didn't need to do that today because this has been bubbling along for a while. So what what's different now? Why 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 does he need to come out? And I think the reason why he needs to come out, um, without speaking to him obviously, but I think the reason why it's come out is is because he he does want this to happen, and it, and I think this is his way of 
is, is, is telling the world that this this is a football club in the Premier League now that that is on the market again. Um, and at the end of the day, St James's Park, fifty-two thousand seat stadium, um, Premier League football with all the money that that brings. This this is the perfect time to do it, and you, they, they need. He wants to sell, so it's the perfect time to sell it. He needs to do it before before January, really, because then the transfer window opens, um, and let let's hope that Newcastle are still doing all right by then. Um, but the, the worry from Mike Ashley would be that come January, if they weren't doing very well, then it, 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 they're not as they're not as attractive to a buyer, rather. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, Paul. And I, I'm I'm telling you now, he's always been. Uh, back from when we we dealt with him as, as the trust and then um, I've seen uh, interactions and dealings with this, another subsequent bid post the, the interaction we had with him uh, yeah. and so on. Um, he's always been an unwilling seller. He's always been a difficult yeah. seller. This, to me, is a move he's making that says, I am a willing seller. The, yeah. the re- reduction of the asking price to $380 million was was a little bit of lip service towards that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was him starting to say, look, I'm, I'm, I might be prepared to give a little bit. I think there's yeah. so many things into the mix now, like the HMRC thing hanging over the, the club, and that, that's going to drag on for years. And, yep, and that's going to be somebody else's problem uh, eventually. Um, yeah. In the same way, I think it was Leeds was, were hit with a fine for something similar, and they, they were two owners down the line from when it had been investigated. Um, and so this, 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 things like this are all leverage that a buyer can use that a buyer's never had. Nobody's ever had the leverage. And now yeah. there are certain things happening. And he's now coming out and saying quite publicly, I'm just not going to be for sale sign into the current garden here. Um, yeah. I find it a very significant move. Um, and like yeah. I say, my, my bloody phone's just about blown up. I wish I had it, had it on my new phone. I'd had a good, good, good hour. Uh, could, to give um, a bit of background, Paul, it was a couple, obviously a couple of weeks ago, you may be aware of this, but we were talking about this lady called Amanda Stavely, Neil, yeah. Steve Rafe, and on the show. And we're quite, you know, we, I didn't know at the time that this would kick off, but we, we turned around and said, wouldn't it be great? Why does not somebody not contact Amanda Stavely? And then, we'll be, yeah. and then within three weeks, Steve Rafe sitting next to her. So she turned up. Yeah. So, um, with regards to it, like obviously with Rafa, what's been your, what's been your thoughts on with Rafa about all this that's going on? Because this must be music to his ears, surely. Yeah. Well, I think he's known this anyway. When the impressions I've got is that he's been told this week, which probably explains why he's been quite calm in press conferences after not getting who he wanted in the, <laughs> in the summer, because he, he's probably he's probably he's probably known that the club's up for sale, really. Um, and well, not probably. I know that he, he's, he's known this really. So he's he's, be, he's got wind that that it was available if the price was right. So um, the fact that it's come out now and, and, and put up for sale, it does give what six to eight weeks before Christmas, which is mm. which is the intention. Um, Rafa Benitez will be will be really really banking on the fact that this club will get sold and he'll have some money to spend in January because um, and and I think I all, I have to tread carefully a little bit because. Mm. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Newcastle <laughs> fan. I'm, I'm a North yeah. East lad who, yeah. who who reports on all three clubs. And I, yeah. I, I know that Mike Ashley's had his run-ins with the with the with the Geordies and the Newcastle fans and, uh, over a lot of controversial decisions. Um, and I understand why there's friction. And I know. And I know what. But 
you've got, you just have to look at certain clubs who, 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 who've changed ownership to, to see what's end, where they've ended up. Now, Mike Ashley, despite his controversial, he's, he's, actually, he's, he's actually kept them afloat financially. He's, he's, he's backed them financially, and the, and the balance sheets have, have said they're reflective of that. Now, what, <laughs> yes, you could go out and get Amanda Stavely and you could get a, a, a multi-billionaire who, who, who might turn Newcastle United into a really, really big Premier League force, which they're capable of doing with the money um, and the fan base, but mm. but you also got to be mindful and careful that mm. that you get the wrong you, you don't get the wrong man in or you, the wrong people in because you've seen what happens at certain clubs where they've where they've gone down different routes and and it's all gone wrong, hasn't it? So you, you it, it's a it's a really really big six to eight weeks I think for in in the history of Newcastle United because if they if they can sell if they can sell to the right man then. Everybody should be excited for, from a Newcastle persuasion, but but if if they don't get this right, if Mike Ashley doesn't get the right person in to, to buy this club, then then you don't know what the future holds. Do you? That's the that's the bottom line. It's not it's not all great news. It's you've, you've got to tread carefully. Well, especially with China being linked. Yeah. Well, exactly, Andrew. And, and you know, I, I had sat and had a coffee um, a couple of weeks ago with a guy who was, at the time was Card- Cardiff's main sponsor. And he yeah. was involved in Hamam buying it and then Hamam selling it to Tan. Um, and some of the things he come out with, you know, they ended up with a guy that wanted to change the club's colours. Exactly. And, Same and as the Hull. Absolutely everybody, absolutely did. That came up in discussion as well, wanting to change them to Hull Tigers and do all kinds of and just and, and, and this was the, the thrust of what I wrote a couple of weeks ago was, was all about that. If, if it's a smart buyer, if they've got half a brain, They'll, they'll, they'll have a journey that they want to take the club on and to get us as a fan base invested in that journey and take we along for the ride. Um, and and I, I genuinely believe a, a buyer from the Middle East would try and do that. I think they all... They'll, they'll, when you look at what <clears throat> the Abu Dhabi family have done at Man City, down to test, testing the pies before every season, they get groups of fans in to, to taste the food that they're going to serve at the ground. You know, they, they, they changed the club's crest and they went back to history, and they asked the fans, "Which yeah. one of these do you want to go with?" You know, they, it, all these things that mean something to the fans. And so, the, if you get somebody from the Middle East who's prepared to do something like that, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say I want somebody to come in and spend three hundred and fifty million pounds. Yeah, that would be really lovely on players. Um, but the, what we want is somebody who's invested in the club the right way. And you're right, the danger I think comes from the far east that I don't think mm-hmm. buyers there actually give two hoots. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting. It, it is really interesting. Six six to eight weeks because you. You, you've hit the nail on the head there. That, that, not necessarily about the locations. I just, it, it could be, it could be somebody in this country who buys them, and, and it, it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? It could be, it could be anywhere. Um, or, the, or the new buyers, or the new owners could come from anywhere. It, it you, could. You just, I, I, I just see how the clubs here in the UAE um, view the clubs in China, because obviously they play each other in the Asian Championships in the Asian yeah. Champions League, um, and and the the just. They can't comprehend how some of them are going on in the way that we're doing because because they tried some of that here, getting players on big wages and marquee signings, and you still there's still articles being written by a, a, a good friend of mine who, who I do some work with over here about why are, why are our grounds half empty because they've just yeah, lost yeah. all the connection with the with the expat 
community and and people who should be going to games just don't. It's it's even buying a ticket here is bloody difficult. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and and, and, so, yeah. and they look at China, paying ridiculous amounts of money, and playing games in half-empty stadia, which just looks horrendous. Um, and and they cannot comprehend what's going on there. And, and that that's a, it's a personal opinion, but I genuinely think the danger for your proper headcase buyer, shall we say, is is the Far East, not necessarily the Middle East, but. Um, Paul, do you, Paul, do you know who these four? From from the UK. Do, do you you don't know? It's not a question of giving it away, but is the four? Do we know if the four buyers, Paul, or China, Dubai? Because there must be an inkling of where where well, these they're, countries they're are from. Those, both of those areas I've been mentioned that those yeah. those two places that you've just said there, they they are what people are talking about there. But but at the same time. There's non-disclosure agreements being signed, yeah. so that it, it, that that's the that's the only line that you can really write because that's the only one that we know is complete fact. Um, now those those places that you do talk about there, they, they have been mentioned. So, you, but you, and all you need to do is look back to the, the stories with Sunderland as well, not a few months ago that yeah, Shaw was in discussions with clubs Germany, in China and, and yeah. in Germany. Like they'll be, they're, if they're interested in Sunderland, they're going to be mentioned in, interested in Newcastle because Newcastle are a Premier League club, and that's 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 just a fact. That if if clubs if if uh, interested parties are looking around the Premier League, looking around the Championship. Then they're going to look at two clubs like that, aren't they? And, and, mm-hmm. and the, so you, it, it would be no surprise if if the Chinese and if the Germans and if they, if they're looking at Newcastle United and, and are willing to drive this and trying trying to get a deal done with Mike Ashley, um, I I think I think it, at the end of the day, a lot of fans have wanted this for a long time, haven't they? Um, and I think I think oh, they hate for them. that reason, despise by view, yeah. Despise, so isn't for it? that reason, it's quite exciting, isn't it? It's it's exciting that this could could happen and um, it could be a fresh shit, a fresh shit, fresh direction um, well, plus, I, plus think, in the, I think the, go yeah. on sorry sorry in the in the, 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 the bits I've caught because I've been, I've been running but um, the bits that, that we the statement that came out Paul there was one bit in there that seems to stand out uh, you probably probably saw it but uh, the one bit when he said um, that they can structure the payments yeah, yeah, a particular yeah, word yeah. for it that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're going, they're going, what does that mean? Tell, tell the audience what that well, means. Well, so if 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 uh, if it's the four hundred million pound, the three hundred eighty million pound that he gets, the the new owners can strike a deal with Mike Ashley, whereby this four hundred million pound will be a hundred million pound over the next four years, or um, to make to make it easier. You know what I mean? Or that that's not. I'm I'm just throwing that out there. Is it? Say mm-hmm. the say he, re- he reaches an agreement for four for a four year period. Then the new owners can pay Mike Ashley X amount of money over that four four years, um, which obviously helps, doesn't it? Like to, and it makes it a little bit more interesting because that's how all transfers are structured nowadays. Um, yeah. And it would free up a little bit more money, certainly in the first January, wouldn't it? Um, for transfers yeah. and and Rafa Benitez, he he, he is massive to this, um, which is obviously why they were looking to get it all leaked out that they were they were quite keen to give him a new contract that. That, but you cannot underestimate the importance and significance of, of Rafa Benitez at, at Newcastle in the minute because if, if if no matter who who was interested in this in buying Newcastle United, the fact that Rafa Benitez is at the top of the tree is 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 crucial in, in my opinion. It, it, you, who does who would who would anybody else who would they like to manage Newcastle United 
rather than Rafa Benitez. You know what I mean? It's it's such a it's such a big selling selling. That's point. why I was surprised with the obviously with the Everton in trouble. Uh, this, obviously, there's rumours going around that Everton could move in for Rafa, but you know th- this is Rafa's wanted Newcastle for years. Because like, yeah. it's standing, and uh, I think people understand why Everton, because he lives, obviously his family's from Everton. Well, but yeah, but, but, but Mike, Mike Ashley, uh, sorry, not Mike, Rafa Benitez um, loves working in the Premier League, and mm. there are only a certain amount of clubs that he could manage in the Premier League, um, and or would want to manage in the Premier League, and if you actually narrow it down, you're probably looking at Everton being one of them. And as things stand at the minute, yeah, Newcastle he's working with the fans, and, and it, but if things turn sour, Everton would be a realistic option for him because it's right on his doorstep. Um, they've got owners willing to spend a lot of money on players, and, and that 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 sort of ambition excites Rafa Benitez, doesn't it? Now I'm not saying he was t- he'd turn turn his back on Newcastle because I think he wants that to really really work, and I, I think he'd be looking at this takeover and thinking, let's 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 see if we can kick on now and, and get this club sold. Give us some money to spend in January. Get the squad up to stress and let's attack the Champions League places. Um, I really think that. I really want. I really think he would want want to make a success in Newcastle. But what I'm saying is, I can I can understand the link with Everton. I could understand the link with West Ham because they're two yeah, of the clubs true, yeah. Who, yeah. who we could actually go to. Because I I don't see him wanting to go to many of yours. Or like he, for instance, he, he's not going to go to Manchester United at any point, is he? Um, <laughs> so he, he, that just wouldn't happen. Um, he won't go back to Chelsea, like Arsenal. Potentially, there's another. I, one, I keep on hearing about that one. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, but it, but it, but I don't think he's in a rush to leave Newcastle United. I'm just saying that um, that's why I think it's really, really important that this that this deal works and in, in keeping all the Rafa Benitez. The thing is, that it's not going to like Neil. It's like like Paul said, it's it's a, it's massive. It's massive for everybody, really, because. Yeah, Paul, like Paul, obviously you covered Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Hartlepool, yeah. Gateshead, wherever it is, right? So when it when it comes to when it, the biggest beast that's always been known to man since I was a, yeah, I was born in '68, so you know it's Newcastle has always been the the most the biggest beast on the hill, but for whatever reason, it's we've never been like the juggernaut. Even I would suggest in the days of Keegan, because we never had that. We we we've never been at the stage where Man City are, where Man United are, and I've never understood that. And yeah. you know, it, like even look at Sunderland. Like how much would it cost to buy Sunderland? Wouldn't cost much. Now yeah, that to me, that to me is a shocking. That like for for no, for nobody to buy Sunderland for what? Yeah, how much? Eighty million, right? I was having a discussion earlier on in the in the um, in the office earlier on, and you, you look at you look at how Mike. I'm not saying he's going to sell it, but it looks mm-hmm. like he will. Um, you you look at how Mike Ashley's gone about since relegation. You look about how Mike Ashley's gone about actually trying to trying to get um, Newcastle back up and then to, to get them into a position to sell the club. Compare that to Sunderland, where they they, they spent like what Another way, a million yeah. pound in a million pound in the summer after relegation. Yeah. I know they've got debts, but. Yeah. But Ellis Short's a wealthy man, or, he's, or certainly his businesses are, um, and he, he's got he, he he's got Sunderland there into the into the into the championship um, through a lot of bad decisions across the board. Maybe not just through him, through management, whatever. Um, but they're in the championship now. He couldn't find a buyer, and it doesn't look like they're going to go straight back up because they haven't invested in the squad. Now, fair play to Mike Ashley. Yeah, he might have. 
he might have sold a pe- few people, but he managed to keep Rafa Benitez. He managed to um, bring in players, sell players for a, a big profit, then sell, then bring in, give the rest of the money to Rafa to strengthen his squad for the championship. Whereas Sunderland haven't been able to do that, and it's it's a big, big, big difference, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you've also got to look at Sunderland's position in the bigger picture, the squad, um, the wages, the wages to turnover ratio, the amortised values of the players that are on the books. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things make them an unattractive buy. Mm. The amount of money that a, a buyer would have to come in um, and lay out after the purchase of the club and sort all the various, as you rightly say, debts, etc. Uh, out. The, the one thing about Ashley owning the Ashley United is the debt is all owed to him. Yeah. And it's a, and, and he can turn round and say, well, pay us over four years. Because this would match everything I understand about how he wants to sell is he wants to have fingers on something he won't let the whole thing go the thing he is selling the entity he sells is not the entity he bought if you remember he created two companies mash a and mash b and assets in Newcastle united were divided between the two now what is he selling what yeah. is, compared to what he bought is he still going to want? For example, I've have seen one example, shall we say, of a sale where he wanted to keep all the F and B rates for five years, keep the rights to the club shops for five years, and run them as franchises, um, the way he does with the club shop at Rangers. Still, um, number of little things like that in. So he was still getting an income stream from Newcastle United even after he'd sold it. And so him saying pays off over so many years, and I bet in we thought that clause would be, oh, and if you win the cup during that time, I'm owed so many million. And if you win, if you get a Champions League qualification during that time, I'm owed so many million. I know how he works. I know how he sells. Paul, this is how he sell. If 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 this like as Neil's always spot on with this, but but Paul, there's no way. This is my opinion. I'll get, I'll get yours in a second, right? If you're going to buy Newcastle United from this idiot, because he is a full-on idiot, if you buy, you buy it, you just buy it. To buy over four years, it's it sounds like a nice a nice little pie in the corner that's got just that's um, you know just been cooked, but it's it's still a rotten pie because if you're going to buy Newcastle United. You want to buy it and run it the way you you seem fit, in respect to the fact that he's he's putting a little pie in the corner. Mm. Yeah, but it's an option, isn't it? It's it, and that's the bottom line. It's a, it's an option, and and that's what mm. that's what he's he's clever at doing. He's 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 saying out he's putting it out there that this club's for sale, but he's also putting it out there that to to widen the I don't know widen the net if you like that. Yes, it's for sale, but it's also for sale if you want to do it this way. So there might be a lot of people that are interested in this, but some might say, "I can't afford. We can't afford to do that, that, that." But he's given that little. He's given that little carrot. He's dangling that little carrot, isn't he? Um, so it, it might be that someone comes along and says, "There's your four hundred million pound. Walk away. Everything's sorted there and then." But 
aside from the deals that uh, Neil's saying there, but mm. that's the, that the, the asking price will be covered. But it also could be the case that somebody comes along and, and does want that op- does want to take him yeah. up on that option just so that the deal can happen. So I, 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 I think I think he's just being clever. I, I just think he's. Yeah. It does, I don't think he would really want to do that, but I just think he's prepared to do that just mm. to just to, I, just to push people out. I think coupled with the statement from his lawyer saying he wants a deal done by Christmas, these are all big flags that he's putting out, bigger than any flag of Rafa, that says, I am willing to sell, I am now a willing seller, which he genuinely never really has been. He's been an awkward seller, he's been a, been a, a difficult seller. I could relay one tale about somebody who'd agreed an asking price for him and because he turned up 10 minutes late for a meeting, the asking <laughs> price went up 100 million, for example. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it's the kind of thing I can imagine the man. Well, it is do. true, is it? Um, <laughs> hey, oh. Well, um, it might be. So, so it just it goes to it goes to his conduct, doesn't it, Paul? Always been a difficult seller. Mm. Now he's not. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Fascinating mm. stuff. But I, I, I do I, I don't know. But let's see let's see what happens over the next six to eight weeks and and see if he gets this uh, Newcastle United sold. Eh? Yeah. Uh, but obviously, before you go, um, have you been impressed with the way that Newcastle have been set up now with, with Ash, with, not with Ashley, with uh, Rafa? Um, you know, com- compared to every time we used to, obviously a couple of managers ago, and we've gone, we've gone to Southampton and basically just, just caved in before we went in. I just the fight I'm, there. A big, I'm a big admirer of Rafa. I always have been. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I just think that I just, I just think that he's, he's, he, he was always, I, in my opinion, I always thought he was capable of keeping Newcastle up, Newcastle United up, regardless of the players he brought in. Um, the, but where, where the situation, where, where the problems lie, is that he doesn't just want to keep a club in the Premier League. He wants mm-hmm. to keep, he wants to get them up into the top, upper echelons. Um, but you, you look at what Rafa does to, to the way that Newcastle play. It, sometimes it isn't pretty. It's very workmanlike, mm-hmm. and he's, he's tact- he gets his tactics spot on. But he knows how to deliver results, um, and that and that's what a lot of things, uh, a lot of managers in the past, in re- certainly in recent years, in Newcastle haven't delivered. Like Alan Pardew had a good spell, mm-hmm. and then he's the, the dip. But with Rafa, I always think that Rafa knows how to get results. He's not going to win every game, is he? But he, he he'll he'll collect points. Um, just imagine if he had the money, though. <laughs> like that, 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 that's that's what. That's what should excite everybody because if, if there is money that comes in, then you you look at the way Newcastle play under or have played under Rafa since he came in, um, and he's he, like I say they weren't they weren't particularly brilliant last year in the championship, no. and he'd never managed in the championship before, but he got them up and they won the league. He, he, he knows he, he just knows how to get results, and that will be the case in the Premier League. They might not be finishing top four, top six, top eight, but but they will they will stay up and they'll they'll get they'll get points on the board because it's Rafa Benitez because he knows how to set them up. Mm, interesting. It's going to be interesting. Well, thanks for coming on, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure having yeah, you on. No, cheers. And no uh, we'll get you on again. We'll talk all about, well, I've got a longer show, but we'll do a uh, Sunderland, uh, Middlesbrough, because I was going to talk about Middlesbrough as well, but um, yeah. uh, before you Big quickly go, <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a strange start for Middlesbrough, isn't it, really? Yeah, they, they have hit the ground running like I thought they were going to. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think I think Gary Monk's come in and, and changed a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He's trying to change the style of play. He's, he, he's spent a lot of money. There's been a big change in personnel, but on top of that, he has tried to change a lot of the way that Middlesbrough have been playing for the last three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just does do think it, t- it needs it needs more time to click. But 
it needs to, it's getting to the point now where they're going to have to start clicking pretty quickly because <laughs> it's 12 games in and they're down in 11th, I think they are. And I think it's, mm. uh, is it, it's I think it's about nine points off top spot, I think it is. But so it, it, there is there is plenty of uh, improvements to be made. But I still I still fancy them to. Kind of playoff, playoff place, um, yeah. but they should be they should be in the top two. I think. I'd like to see them back, like I'd like to see them back because well, we need we need a soft spot for them. The Premier League, we do. Yeah, need we need them all. The need them all in like a strong, tough team. You know, yeah, get a real, yeah. get a real feel good, feel good factor. Get Gateshead back up in the league as well. You know, it'd yeah, just be I'm nice for the whole North East. Yeah, for Arlie, well, <laughs> poor, poor Jeff Sterling, he's gone through hell, hasn't he? With that with that club, that's the trouble, isn't it? The, the clubs are. You can't uh, get them all in, unfortunately. Well, but I'm from Hartlepool. So. Oh, from. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually, I'm sure they'll get in eventually. It just doesn't, t- it doesn't take much for a momentum, does it, really? No, that's it. That's it. But in the, in the beat South, in the beat South Shields, so, you know, reasons reason, reason to be joyful. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. It's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks so much. See take care. Cheers, bye-bye. It's great to have Paul. Good chat with Paul, isn't it? Okay. Good stuff. Great to have him on. So it took a while to get him on, but fantastic. I love getting the guys who do all the North East clubs. No matter yeah, exactly. what their, their personal yeah. leaning is. Mm. Because they always have a, a bigger picture view of everything. Mm. You know? And so you can, get, you can get some quite honest opinion from them without mm. having to push. It's great. Talk about... Uh, um a bit of a push. I'm, I'm sure that our next guest, uh, Lee Johnson, has been tap dancing all his way back from Gateshead to uh, Chester. Good evening, Lee. How are you? I'm a little bit giddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this this uh, could be the t- the time that Neil allegedly says this is it, baby. I'm trying not to get overexcited. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> this man has darkened our door for ten years. He is, he is, from a football point of view, he has been, he has been a plague on this club. I don't care what anyone says, what any moron says about, like John Horton, for example, what he's seen on Twitter. Yeah, I'm I, reading that as well, yeah. I don't really care what anybody says. You know, this guy has held this club back. Um, when we've touched on things about crowbars with the names and stuff and everything, you know, he, uh, I've always wanted a, a better Newcastle United, and I believe a better Newcastle United would not having this owner. Um, I, I, I have always wondered why Rafford stayed after the last two windows. Maybe this is why. Maybe he, maybe he's been informed. Maybe he's in the know. It's, it's, if it happens, I mean, no one has to buy the Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has to buy the Christmas present. What, what what tends to actually come out? Because I think I, when I came out of work at five o'clock, it, it was just exactly, broken. Exactly five o'clock. Five what o'clock. happened was we were getting some new window fit, windows fitted, and the bro- and I seen my phone flash. I was like, "What's that?" And then my missus was trying to tell us to hold something up, and I just went, oh, 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 oh. "I'm sorry, I can't do that anymore." So I got wrong because um, I started just to read my phone. and was like, "It's going to happen! It's going to happen! It's going to leave! It's going to leave!" <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it was bang on five o'clock. Bang on five o'clock. It's just I, I know obviously the negative spin going on, and mm-hmm. but this but something seems right about this. Something seems like it's happening. Mm-hmm. Something seems aloof the last couple of weeks. The little things which seem to be dropping into. It place. had gone quiet, hadn't it? It's it had gone quiet last time. People said, "Oh, well, he's already had the club up for sale." Did he? I don't think he did. I remember. I remember him saying like. 
when he got the grief after Kevin Keating went right. If no one wants to say I'll leave, kind of thing. I don't think he's. I, I don't think the club's ever been up to seal properly. And based on what I'm reading, it everything's pointing towards like, well, lads, I'm done here. Like I said, when we were talking about that advertising brochure on the website the other week, I thought it was just a come and get me, uh, come and get mm-hmm. me billboard. This is what you can have. This is what the club's about. And we've, we've, we've kept seeing everything's in place. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not like sitting here saying, oh, get a new owner in. We're going to dominate the world. All I want mm-hmm. is. All I want is a new owner with maybe the same the same vision as the manager, mm-hmm. where he thinks he can move the club forward to be competitive, maybe within the top seven of the league. That would be great, be fantastic. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd target things like the FA Cup and the League Cup. You know, there wouldn't be any reason why we'd have to mess around by saving one player for this game and saving player for that. Because we'd, we'd, we'd get a competitive squad to push forward. You know, defensively we're sound at the moment, and it's clear that Rafa wanted to invest in players which would score more goals at the other end of the pitch, but he wasn't allowed to do that. Imagine if he is allowed to do that. It'd be fantastic. It's just, I'm, I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying not to get excited, but I actually do think this is the end game. Yeah. It, I think Lee's hit the nail on the head. There's something different, something feels different about this. I think the point he makes is very valid. Was the, ever, the club ever really up for sale? Well, yes, it was. If some lunatic wanted to come along and put four hundred and fifty million pounds in Mike Ashley's hands, yes, yes, it was. Was he actively seeking that? Not really. It was sort of more in hope than expectation that somebody might bound in from Macau one day and say, <laughs> "I like your club here for here for fifty million pounds and off we go." <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think you know. Yes, he would have sold. But as I've said earlier tonight, he was never a willing seller. He's never an easy seller. He, he wasn't even when, you know, there was re- really was things happening. He still wasn't. He was still a pain in the butt to deal with as a seller. Um, where Quite amazingly, that we hear it could be a story. It could be that he was. It's obviously it's only a rumor, but uh, Lee, that he, somebody was ten minutes late. To buy, to buy Newcastle, and he, uh, he raised the price by 100 well, no, million. Yeah, but that, that, mate, that was a tactic. That was a tactic yeah. because what he'd agreed wasn't what he wanted in, in the first place, and he was mm. always going to want to bargain the guy up. Mm. And, and so, however, when you play those, sometimes when you play those games, don't play a player. If somebody can play the game better than you and he's got more money than you, he'll, he will just walk out on you. Mm. Um, you've got to remember, you take into account. All the transcripts of that court case where it, with the guy that was suing him about the deal made over 15 pints. Yeah. How yeah. You, you That gives you an insight into the way the guy works and operates. It's, it's bluster and bravado, fake machismo, something that belongs with hairy chests and gold medallions somewhere <laughs> in the past. You know? It, it, it's that sort of doing business deals while somebody's vomiting in a fireplace, for God's <laughs> sakes. Um, really. You know, um, and the fact that some idiot's prepared to take him to court on a drunken agreement made half cock-eyed at the end of a session. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand you know, that at all. All I was of that. But that gives you a really good insight into how 
genuinely how he works. That is how he is. The guy that used to that was caught on camera, if you remember, down in his paint in the crowd at Arsenal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. That is the owner. That is him. And that wasn't for our our benefit, although it was taken as a as a you know, oh I'm one of yous. On the lads. No, that's how he is. Last time he's been any, that's last him. time he's been anywhere near us. Yes. I, I, was, I was just reading at the Telegraph saying, um, um, and obviously Newcastle for sale amid continued interest from Amanda Stavely. So. Well, it, you know what? That's a really easy thing to write. I know. Who genuinely really knows? That's who wrote it. By Jason Burton, look Edwards. Neil, imagine if she turns up Saturday. If, 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 well, well, there's a thing. That, well, that, that would be magical, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be interesting if he turns up. If he turns up and she turns up. That's where the... Not even if he turns up. Because he never turns up, really. He doesn't really. And to be fair, if you've seen him, if any Castle fan sees him anyway, they would just drop kick him. <laughs> because that, that to me, that would be very interesting if he turned up and she was there. It's at the stage now where neither of them need to turn up. No, that's right. Because it, you could well be looking at the two lawyers having a discussion. Because that's ultimately how this is going to be dealt with, is with a contract. Stop getting me excited, Neil. I'm going to kill you in a minute. All you want is... All you want is... I mean, obviously, I've... I said my piece on Freddie Shepard the other week. Yeah. Maybe all you want is somebody, maybe like Freddie Shepard, with sense. You know, like a, a, a business, a, a proper business proposal, something to move it forward, but mm. not trying to line your own pockets. Make sure you line, you're, of course, you've got to make some money out of what you're investing in. But do it correctly. Do it the right way. Invest in the club, invest in the training ground, invest in the facilities, invest in the youth policy. You know, Get new ground? Yeah. In great, in great rapids, you know, vision for the club. He is here because he believes he can move his club forward. And, and I always keep thinking in my head, why has he stayed the last two windows? Why has why he stayed the last two windows? He doesn't need to be here. He definitely doesn't need to be here. Um, and I just think, like I said, I, I just think there's something afoot here. And that it could, it, it's, it's exciting because you think, we, like I said, I, I'm not talking daft before I'm, when I was saying to try and be competitive, try and move it forward, try to cement your place within the top seven of the Premier League and try and move it forward, try to push on, compete for cups, compete for, you know, the League Cup and the FA Cup and things like that. It's not it's not beyond the realms of possibilities. Everything here is, it, it is in a, in, a, in a way, it's set up to go. It's right there. It's right there for somebody <laughs> just to see it. Well, I'm, re- I'm, I'm, reading this, I'm reading this uh, article a little bit taller up, but... It does say that the reason why it's gone quiet is because Stavely is involved in a near one billion lawsuit against Barclays, which is due to start quite soon. So that's what they're saying could be the reason behind the the, the quietness that's happened since she came here. Trust Or somebody, or somebody's kidnapped her. Somebody say that man. I can imagine. And you have a fun mind to kidnap, I just like some love virus now. <laughs> just, make, just make sure that Rafi hasn't got any ballot clobbers. Aye, exactly. 
Can you, do, you, do you agree with the, the bit that, um, the, the one bit we've discussed already about the fact that um, he's basically given people um, incentive to buy over time, like a transfer, uh, 100 million one year, 100 million the next year. Um, it's it's an interesting development in, in that one, Lee. Uh, but I was I I'll be very very surprised if the guys that if people have got the money, because you, as as Neil already said, there'll be lots and lots of contingencies to go with buying over time. What like you're talking about? Like if you buy over the time, they still get to advertise his shape. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like that. You're absolutely right, Lee. Yeah, and, and these, these are the these are the things. He always, whenever I've seen and heard of people who've tried to deal with him in terms of moving that club on, wanted yeah. to find ways to have income streams from the yeah. club into the future. Yeah, if someone comes in and buys it off him, there's a nice little club down the road that he gets to invest in for next year. <laughs> yes. He can advertise. I mean, they, that Amazing. cat look brilliant in the stadium. I like with them pink seats. <laughs> poor Sunderland. Poor Sunderland. You've got to feel sorry for them. But no, like, uh, <laughs> so, what, what was your thoughts on on uh, Sunday's game? It was a. Uh, I've got my own opinion on it, but uh, what was your thoughts on it uh, before I bring in? Actually, I'll, I'll bring in Mike. I'm going to bring in uh, Chris Parry from the United States. Just hold on. We'll have a chat about the game. Good evening, uh, Chris. Chris Parry calling from the United States. How are you? I'm doing fine. Good evening to you guys. Good evening. Good evening, Chris. So, so, so tell me, you probably it's probably very early in, in the afternoon there for you, um, but obviously we're going to talk about the game. But you must. What's your thoughts on this, um, Mike Ashley uh, sensation tonight with regards to he he's up, he wants to sell. He wants to sell quickly. It's like Christmas came early, huh, fellas? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. I mean, I thought Adam Shearer had the best tweet about it. He had a, he had a scene from uh, Seinfeld where they're all sitting there dancing in, uh, in, Jerry's, in Jerry's apartment for something. I just thought that was – I mean, that's how we all feel. We all want to dance a jig right now because I well, believe, I... Uh, I believe that it's the time right now he can – it's, for Ashley, it works. He should, he should be able to get top dollar. His team is firmly in the premiership. They've got a great manager. They've got a good structure. For us, he needs to go. We're tired of him not taking um, our club to the, to the level that we wanted to go. Like I said, we don't expect to be Barcelona or Real Madrid, but we do expect to be punching up with the darn Southamptons of the world you know, and, uh, and, and, and the Evertons of the world. And right now, we're not even close to that. I mean, I think uh, Rafa Benitez deserves a ton of credit. Guys, I don't know about you, but I, I enjoyed, I loved the result. But it showed just the, the massive gap in talent that Southampton had on the pitch in size and skill compared to Newcastle. And it just shows you how amazing of a man manager the Rafa mm -hmm. Benitez is. Yeah. That Newcastle almost won that match. Yeah. Um, I just, I, you know, Gabi Adini, that was a beautiful goal. No one stops that. That's world no. class. That's what well, you expect a world class player to do. The first one. I'm not sure. I, I, think, I, I think the defending's poor as well. Poor, very poor defending, I thought. Nobody anyway, scores. Guys, he shouldn't I, score I, there, Chris. I, I, he shouldn't I, score yeah. there. 
Jens Jones, he closed him down, and he, yeah. he, he from, from, with his back to the goal, he turned and, ma- and made a shot that is like one in a million in the corner. I mean, that was, I mean, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the goalkeeper could have stopped it, but if that's all that Newcastle's giving up, Shooting wise, I mean that's fantastic defense against. Uh, I, I thought I thought Southampton had clearly more talent on the offensive ends of the pitch yeah. than Newcastle did, mm-hmm. and I mean, and that just how good of, that just shows you what Benitez has been able to accomplish, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally, I, I totally agree. With what Chris is saying about uh, defensively outstanding, and there's no doubt about it that Rafa wanted to improve us going forward, and that's where the money problems lay. You know, because the, those kind of players cost cost money. And I don't think he was back there. But what we are, what we are offens- um, offensively, defensively, sorry, is fantastic. Um, the organisation, the way the move is won, I've not witnessed it in my time watching Newcastle United. And I'm, I actually enjoy it. I, I actually watch the players move in tandem. I think it's wonderful. I, I was disappointed with the manner of the two goals yesterday. Like I said, yeah. I personally, I thought that Mancuso showed him inside and I think the keeper should have done better. And obviously Lejeune, who never put a foot wrong all day, mm obviously makes that rush tackle. I'll let him off with that one, but like Chris is saying, what Benitez is doing with this group of players, the way he manipulates them, the way we move as one, the way they work for each other, is, is phenomenal. It's fantastic. And we are nobody's, we're not going to be an easy ride for anybody this season. It's fantastic to watch. In a very, guys, very you, short hey, do, do you agree? Do you guys, do you guys agree with me that just, I mean, the, the talent that Southampton had, like that one guy they brought up the bench, who just started making play after play, Oboka, yeah. whatever his name was. The I winger. mean, it just the winger. Yeah, the winger. I mean, yeah. he, they brought that guy off the bench, and he started doing that. That's the kind of talent that Newcastle does not have right now, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm so impressed doing what they're doing. Yeah, they spent. They, I think that thing. Sam spent a lot of money, and they've been struggling. And um, and it's just, the strange thing is, they're not that. They're not really that. I think they're on the same points as us, are they? They're no, quite no, close. They're below us. They're below, they're below us. us. Three, yeah, two points back. They're below us because the Newcastle structure and their work rate, and my God, does Matt Ritchie run everything down known to man. What <laughs> a player he is. Oh, my God. I've just seen him run, run by my house, and he's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if there was just a camera called the Matt Ritchie camera? I mean, you, you'd, go, you, you'd be dizzy. The amount of running that that guy does. Yeah, I thought Yedlin, yes, Yedlin got off. He should have had a, another yellow probably, probably yeah. red, but I don't think he should have got the first yellow. He shouldn't have got the end. first one. It was ridiculous. Yeah, got booked for dissent. I thought the referee did a good job by not sending him off because he shouldn't have got the first yellow to begin with. We would have lost that game, though. I think the interesting thing about um, Lejeune, like I think a lot of us have been wanting Lejeune to be in there, um, and I must admit... He just brings a certain amount of like he's obviously not the fastest in the world, but when you when you look at him, he's just very calm, does the basics, does it does it really really well, and for that kick that he did, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it happened. But Andrew, the, the, Andy, Andrew, yeah, I think he, I actually do think he's de- deceptively quite quick. Um, Honestly, like, just have a little watch of him. Um, mm. He's very, he's very big. He's quite large, mm. but I think he's actually deceptively quite quick. Hence the reason why Harry Kane kicked him, because he couldn't get by him. Mm. Um, I, I think he is. I, I think he has actually got a lot in his locker. Um, I was very impressed with him yesterday, apart from that rash challenge, which you know, but you know, that, 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 that's by the by. I think he'll, he'll only get better. 
Guys, yeah, I how think... much do we hate Shane? How much do we hate Shane Long? I mean, he's been doing this in Newcastle for <laughs> my God. Every so single time, Disney. Just, yeah. just love to play and torment us. And Shane Long is at the top of the list, no matter what club he plays for. Goodness gracious! As soon as he broke, I was like, "That's a penalty." I mean, the ball, the ball was out of play as well at the time of the journey at the tackle. Oh yeah, it was going to be a goal kick. Absolutely, he was getting nowhere near it. That's what was so frustrating. Plus, I had a bet on Newcastle, and they let us down for ninety-three. Quit, idiot. I think uh, well, when you look at when you look at the the when you talk about the Yedlin thing, but um, when you look at that team, the only issue what's going to happen going forward because he'll now I can imagine you'll take you'll take Lejeune out, do you think, and put back Kieran? Just like so you think Lejeune done. will be on the road and Kieran will be at home or something? No, I don't know. I mean, I think that they'll probably he'll probably just rotate in and out or something. Who knows? Remember, remember, he, he analyzes what goes on in training all week, and he yeah. makes a decision based on what he sees in training. And what he's I mean, I know they just signed Marino to a long-term contract. You know, they finally signed him, and he didn't even start it. I mean, that just tells you right there. That it's, <laughs> well, he it's right, said, and let's be honest, Hayden, that was a beautiful goal. That was a tr- Hayden played fantastic. I thought I did man. think Hayden. I did think Hayden would come in. Actually, I did. I think I said on the show. Yeah. Remember, we had a hey guys. Regardless of the goal, I thought that was one of Hayden's best matches. I thought he was throwing himself around all over the. If if Ozzy Perez doesn't score that goal, I thought it was one of his worst matches. Mm-hmm. To be honest with okay. you, although he did set up the first one too, though he actually set up Hayden's Hayden's goal. But mm-hmm. I, I thought he was constantly giving the ball away. I mean, goodness gracious! Until he and then, and then he scored, and I was like, all right, well, all is forgiven, son. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to you've got to remember Rafa Benitez's psyche is that. When we when we were all thinking about the international break, he started preparing for Southampton. And the likes of Clark and Marino weren't there for two weeks, mm. so he was planning with the players that he had for the Southampton game. You know, he had them there in front of him. He's meticulous in that, and he would have been working on certain players, certain things, what he wanted to do, without having maybe Marino and um, Marino and um, Kieran Clark there. So that might have worked against them too for that particular game. Hey, gentlemen, gentlemen, one thing I was so excited about, and I think it bodes well for the future, is that Southampton was hanging on by its fingernail mm-hmm. as, as injury time. And in the past, it's been like it's been Newcastle that's been hanging on, you know, you know waiting, for the, waiting for, the, you know, for the whistle to blow. I would have, left that, would have loved for that clock to go another minute. I think the ball would have gone in the net finally. I mean, hey, Newcastle Neil. was all over them. That just yeah. shows you how much more fitness they have. There was one thing I noticed, Neil, was where it was like it was like an afterthought, wasn't it? You could tell in the Sky Studio they they are slowly coming round to the fact that Newcastle uh, are playing are playing good football, and we look we look good, but it, it seemed to take a while for the for them to realise that, and that just shows you how much of a fraud that Alan Pardew was trying to take credit for Lord, players that we have. I, I just hope Lawrence keeps picking against Newcastle. Keep doing it. Do it every week. I, I, I hope Lawrence keeps picking against Newcastle because it's working great for us. <laughs> I just think it's a measure of how far we've come that we can go to a ground where I think we've won twice in the mm-hmm. last 20 years <laughs> and feel disappointed with a point. Yeah. Yeah. And we've yeah, come far in a short period of time. Absolutely. And 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 I think there is part of the potential that's bundled into any sale. And that's how key 
Rafa Benitez is to this whole damn to sum, thing. To sum it up there with a the sale, though, like, you know, I think someone touched on the, our, our legends, some of the legends of the club on Twitter, in Universal Revo have all been tweeting their appraisal, like Alan Shearer celebrating Aspria, dancing away to a song and things like that. <laughs> Does that not sum up his ownership? These are, le- these are club legends here are all universally absolutely over the, over the moon that he might be leaving the club. Mm. It, it just sums it up. Yeah, because they, well, you know, I think it's the first time in, in a while that Newcastle... Has but I don't know. I mean, you guys have always had really, you know. I, I mean, I, I just started becoming a fan in the in the mid nineties, mid to late nineties. But it just seems like this club's always had an owner that had the best interest of the club mm. before his own all the time. Was going to do whatever it took, even if it bankrupted him. You know, they were going to try to do whatever it took. And this owner seems to have only his own interests. Whether it's renaming the darn stadium, you know, Sports Direct Field, whatever the heck he called it. Or, or just or, or things like that, and, and I think that we as fans, we're, we're kind of done with it. This, you know, this was an era; it's done. It's time to move on to to new ownership and one that'll put the club before themselves. I, I think that's the because he's flushed it out. I must admit, it will be very interesting because um, the match is on Saturday, isn't it? Three o'clock kickoff, is it? Yeah. Um, against Crystal Palace, is it? Yeah. It's, it is. So I must. Be, I'll be look. It'll be interesting if if there's anybody in that stand, and, and Mike actually turns up. Yeah, I forget them what too. What I'm the back <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know. But like, um, it'd be very interesting because the thing is, eventually, like I think, but what Neil Neil says never could be the lawyers. But uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the the price for the club, um, it's. I think by him adding these extra terms on, even though people uh, are saying that it's kind of a good thing that he's put these terms in, but um, I I think it's, I I think the the only good thing, the the thing I like about it, he wants it done before Christmas, Um, but it, it just, I think it's just so many, it's such a massive deal, and you want to get it right, and you want to have the right person. Um, the fact that the China, I think um, the China, Chinese National Congress ha- have a meeting this week, and they plan for the next five years. And obviously, the Chronicle said there's interest from China. So, you have, in a way, everybody wants this. I think the Dubai connection, um, but I think when it comes to China and the com- obviously the, the communist nature of of them, it, it's. It's okay getting the order, but you have to, you have we have to have the right one fundamentally, really, don't we, Neil? Hey guys, don't be surprised if yeah. Robert Kraft doesn't slip in there at the, at the, at the eleven dollar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's talk, there's talk, there's talk in this country right now that he's looking, and uh, really? Bob Kraft would be a great owner. My gosh! Oh, he's not the Patriots, the please, God, no! I couldn't handle that. Well, Bob, win, win, win. I hate, no I hate what. that club. I hate that club. He's too old. He'll not. He'll not buy Newcastle. But like, um, that's the strange thing about this. Is there's four, four interested parties. But when it comes to checking the books, it doesn't take that long, does it? To do the financial um, check of anything. Um, is it like neither know this? But when you when you when you're in a an agreement, uh, non-disclosure, is there a cut-off period for when? Uh, they, they, they look at the books or when the non-disclosure ends? There's always a, a cut-off 
cut-off period for you to do your due diligence, yes. You, you, you will have access to the books for a certain number of days. And then, then no more. A number of days? Oh, yeah. Wow. But I mean, that it, could be, it could be 90 days, Andrew. I'm not talking about it could be like, you know, three days or something. And get your skates on. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, but it'll be specified. It'll be specified in days. But uh, would, you not, would you not ask for, like a non-disclosure, would you not ask for proof of fund before you give a non-disclosure? Yep. Oh, well, wow. That's what the yeah. bluster about any interested party must buy a box was supposed to be part of when, if you remember that from Lambais's mouth, yeah. it was supposed to get rid of the tyre kickers. And even then, I know they didn't do it for at least two people who put bids in for the club. They never bought boxes. One of them even agreed a bill of sale um, at one point. And, and so, yes... They'll, they'll be wanting some some degree that you are who you say you are and you've got funding from where you say you're getting it. You know, because otherwise you get bids from all kinds of chances. Mm. <coughs> um, and so, you know, it, it, it's, it's how this dance works. Why has it gone quiet? Because of the dance being danced. Mm. Who's blinked first? Well, I would suggest Mr. Ashley has today. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, you, say, don't, you don't talk about it until the deal is done. Mm. So he, he, him coming, you're right, Neil. Him coming out today with this is very unusual. I mean, it's almost like he's trying to, I don't know what he's trying to do. I mean, I would have thought his best course of action to sell the club would be to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's a, it's I, I, I think, honestly... Chris, honestly, I just genuinely think he's running the flags up that say, I am a willing seller now. And and, and I'm not going to pull some of the stunts I've pulled before. <laughs> because oh, I need you... to calm down. I need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that a splurt there, Lee? No, I'm just, I'm just thinking... I mean, imagine, I mean, we'll all stand in unity and close the borders. He's never getting back in. He's never coming back to North East, ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be, it's, it would be such a bad thing for anybody to buy the club over a period of time and still have that, two, that Muppet still selling his bill of goods from, from our ground. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Unless, of course... You get an owner like Bob Kraft coming from the Patriots, which I think that idiot would. I think he would. He would do that type of deal. But like when it comes to Americans, you said he's looking, but did you was you you're still Bob a journalist? Did you just call Bob Kraft an idiot? I, 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 hate, I hate them. Look, You've got no idea. I absolutely like despise that. Either, but they win. Oh, I hate them. You've got no idea. I'm, I'm a Redskins fan, but I hate that club because they cheat. Chris, I don't want an owner like Ashley who would come in on the basis of cheating for his team. And the worst thing about this cheating, cheating they you're win. Talking about, you're, talking about the, you're talking about the coach? The fact that they were videotaping practices? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot, there's a lot of things. That's why I wouldn't want Bob Crafter near, New, near Newcastle. We, we, need a clean, we need a clean state. We need somebody that's got the best interests of Newcastle. Would, would a, a guy like the Patriots 
come in there and flash the money. They never flash the money. They've nev- they yeah. never have. So, coming to Newcastle... No, but he has to basically go with the quarterback, right, and they go from there. No, I mean, what about the Middle East, Neil? I mean, that, that was... And, and, uh, and Stavely, that was something that was peaking yeah. up of our interest. Yeah, funny that. Um, it, look, <laughs> it, 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 it's one of... It, it's one of many possible potentials and ifs and buts and maybes. Um, there are other potential sources of interest in even in this part of the world yeah, I, 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 my understanding from local contacts here is that one of the Amani sheikhs is interested in buying a club now that would be an interesting move that would be quite left field Oman oh, uh, Oman's quite a different country out here um, but whether there's much to that or not I don't know and certainly um they're not big GCC players, but that would certainly change their status in the pecking order, for example, if they were to... Because, like I mentioned in that article I wrote, the, the, the things that go on out here between the countries and the families is all about... Um, it, it's all about mine's bigger than yours. It's just a yep. giant... My, my, just yeah, a giant, you're right, exactly. You know, and if it's, if it's not a tower or a yacht... Or a you know, or a or a fast car, or something like that. It's now football clubs, and and part of the essence of Qatar doing what they did with PSG, buying Neymar, and all of the other things. That was all a political statement. For for here. Yeah, they're about well, that their, their owners about to get up prison. That was them turning around uh, to Saudi Arabia saying. You want to impose sanctions on us? This is how much your sanctions are hurting us. Boom, I've just spent £222 million on a football. I beat that. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that's what it is. And so, the, the, and, and again, the key country missing from this is Saudi. Abu Dhabi, you've got um, Man City. Dubai tried to get Liverpool once. Qatar have got PSG. Um, so, it would do another GCC country the the world of good for local bragging rights and checking out the size of your nutsack by going getting involved in in the big league by buying a football just, club and I, and God, I wouldn't just to let you know that. you do not want a Saudi Arabian yeah. something taking over I mean I live there I mean trust me you do not want that it's that changing, is not it's changing, that's not you good know, for Chris, I'm actually worried about China. I'm actually a little worried about I'm China. About China. Yeah, I agree. They can't even pay their. They can even pay their players right now. They're basically all these guys are on wages and they're not being paid. I'd be much, much more worried about a Far East investor. I, I, yeah. I was aware. I, I was aware from a football contact here of a Vietnamese interest in the United. Oh. Now that rings all kinds of alarm bells. For me, um, yeah, that would terrify me. He probably, I but he probably not played Joe Kinnear twice. Probably not. <laughs> what about? I think I definitely. I'm going to I'm going to throw this name in. This is for a laugh, really, because obviously he's been linked with us before. Chris, Chris, obviously in America. What about Vince McMahon? <laughs> I know. I wow. Well, I mean, you know, Donald Trump's president, so maybe Vince McMahon will be like, "What the heck? Let's imagine, go." But now, I mean. Imagine the half-time entertainment. It's <laughs> it, would be, it would be interesting. 
<laughs> the one thing about Vince McMahon, if he did, you know he'd go all in. It would be would. every day. He would not. I mean, he would go. Oh, he he'd would. be a dream. Right. Oh, yeah, he'd be he... a dream for Newcastle fans because God, he would. Yeah. He might be a little brash, but he would go all in. <laughs> oh, you can imagine, Cody. We're we're going to be in the top four next season. We're going to win. It. You can imagine, Cody. Yeah. Oh, to be honest with you, yeah, he <laughs> would. He would spend every dime he had to try to make Newcastle. Uh, you know, I, it, I mean, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, if, imagine if, if the, the, the two the two people, if it was the United States came in, which I'd be very happy with, would be Marcus Lemonis and Mark Cuban, because they know how to sell a brand. They they get it. They understand people. Uh, when it comes to the Far East, I'm with Neil. I'm being far, far worried if it's the Far East because if you look at the Far East, uh, they've already got they've already got one hand in Newcastle United with the sponsorship, and you know that that leads to think that there could be more in it than what's probably going on. Um, but I must be. I would pref- I'll, I'll be very, very worried if we, if the Far East came in and, you know, I'd, I'd, you don't know, do you? Because look, at, look what they did to Leicester, I suppose you could say, with their investment in Leicester. Um, the, the, the good thing is that he's, the only good, the, only, the good thing about this, he's telling everybody that wants to, that interest is in, into buying, is that he's open for business, which is, you know, we've never really heard before. But uh, I've got to bring in my next guest, the final guest this evening. Uh, it's John, Newcastle United fan. I'm going, to, I'm going to leave it all open for for John to tell us his feelings. Everybody else, just keep quiet for a second. John, how, what's your feelings this evening on the fact that Mike Ashley has opened up Newcastle United for business? Good evening, guys. Black and pretty. And, yeah, I mean, I've just heard it myself, really. I've just looked at the cheap sort of thing, and um, it's the third time to put a couple up for sale. But um, for me, I hope he does it this time. I really, really do. I think uh, the, 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 the issue is always going to be with him, if, who we're going to get, and if, what the state of play is on the, on the, um, you know, the non-disclosure, um, the proof of, proof of funds... And we have the, the, the strange thing about all of this, the Mike Ashley thing taking over. We haven't even dis- we haven't even discussed Mr. Gale pulling with the injury again on on Sunday, which was another issue that um, could uh, mean another return for um, Mitrovic to the Newcastle's team. So, but yes, when it comes to um, what's happened today, I think the good the good thing that he said, uh, John, he wants a quick sale. He wants out, and he wants out quickly. The only downside of it is tonight is that the the one person that's been linked with Newcastle, the only one with the name is Amanda Stavely, could might not be um, be able to do the sale quickly because she's she's uh, suing Barclays for a billion pounds. Wow, that is a lot of suing for a billion pound. There, that's not good. Um, yeah, back on and um, right. I mean, he's out injured again, any I believe, and. Um, um, well, the thing is, for the first right deal, I mean, yeah, he's a good player sort of thing, but he hasn't really done it this season in the Premier League, and um, injuries has played his part, and um, I think now, I mean, um, what's the situation with uh, Mitrell sort of thing? Why has he not been in the squad twice? Um, he hasn't been picked, and um, I think Rafa surely now will have to will have to play him sort of thing, you know I mean? Play him in some part, because, you know, he wants to come in and... Um, 
prove himself sort of thing to see that he wants to be at this club and he's going to get everything. But after, after Amanda Stavely, I mean, with his um, Sir the Barclays, I didn't know, I'm not going to like this, I don't know about this sort of thing. When does this come out from this news? Uh, about the Amanda Stavely and the, the, the billion uh, pound um, issue she has. It came out uh, with um, Luke Edwards and Jason Burt um, talking about Mike Ashley and the reason he's they're saying they're saying they they believe the issue why it's gone quiet is because uh, she's going to court um, quite soon with this issue with Barclays, which I'm stunned in that. And when it comes to business, these cases never happen. They normally settle out of court. So by the time that she's going to court uh, to take on Barclays and uh, somehow get money back with regards to possibly a deal that went bad. So. Um, you know, it could be, it could, it could be something, it could be nothing. Uh, but that's, I, I, I heard I, that on, um, just I, on uh, Luke Edwards. A lawsuit's not going to stop anything. No. Who's the, who's the most litigious man in the US? <laughs> the president. Lawsuit's <laughs> <laughs> not going to stop now. Hmm. Well, but it's just. Oh, like um, beef, uh, uh, pudding sandwiches all round if she comes to the match on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. The, I think it sets it up, doesn't it, um, Neil? When it comes to uh, like Chris, I think it'll it'll definitely have people. You can imagine she didn't. She got publicity last time, but if she comes to Newcastle and Mike Ashley's at the stadium, I'll tell you one thing: they won't. They won't need. They won't. All those guys that normally take lots of pictures of Rafa Benitez and, you know, before the game starts, there'll be there'll be a few people t- going there, taking pictures of Amanda Stavely and Mike Ashley. But knowing Mike Ashley, as we all know Mike Ashley, he won't be there Saturday. No. I'll be stunned if he's no, there Saturday. He, nah, no, he won't. I mean, it's, we'll see, guys. We'll see. It's, uh, I, I'd say one thing. One thing uh, before I head out. Uh, yeah. You know, I've got stuff to do today. It's, it's two o'clock this afternoon. I've got stuff to do, but um, gentlemen, Crystal Palace. I don't know how they beat Chelsea. I'm hoping that that was just a. I'm hoping that was just a blind score. Depends an acorn sometime because mm. that kind of worries me a little bit. I don't want. Mm. I, I do think the way Newcastle plays works really well uh, on the road and against the big boys. It's fantastic, but the crowd is going to have to give our team, our club, a break if we're going to play like this at home against a team that we should run off the pit. It'll be an open because game, that, mate. I'm telling you that now. It's yeah, going to be a very open game. Very open. If we keep if Crystal Palace keeps the ball, are we going to let mm. them do it and then beat them on the break and, and, score, and score goals that way? Or are our fans going to get mad because why the heck don't we have the ball we're going against Crystal Palace? Mm. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, it's, I'm hoping it's the former and we take it to this team and Send them right back, you know, to London where they where they came from. Yeah, hopefully. With Thanks Mike, so much, Chris. Been a pleasure. Mike Ashley with them. With Mike Ashley can drive the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let you go, Chris, and you look into this Patriots' interest allegedly. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt it. I just think he's throwing. I just think he's throwing his name out there. I mean, I'm real. I'm interested in more of a Middle Eastern thing. I'm worried about China. Because I don't mm-hmm. think I think China is money is not ex, as much as we all think it is. I would love for someone like a Dubai to uh, to throw a hat in the to throw their hat in the ring, but we'll see. 
Gentlemen, awesome. always a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah. Take care, man. So, so John, um, tell, Chris I think Vince, tell, tell Chris to ring Vince McMahon. <laughs> he may, you never know. <laughs> I, I've got the bottle to do it. I know that. But like, um, I think when it comes to when it comes to the the, the team on on Sunday, it was obviously I'll, I'll I'll go around the table. But at first, John, it was very disappointing to see Gail come on. And I think the reason why Mitrovic wasn't involved on at all on Sunday was because he played he he essentially played two games a week for Serbia. So I think that's the reason why he wasn't involved. Is that, is that what it is? I mean, yeah, I think so. You've got some top players right, coming back from... Look at Coutinho. Coutinho played on Saturday. He played Brazil. I mean, Sanchez got dropped, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it could be something... He could need a rest sort of thing for next Saturday. I'm sure Mitchell's going to come back on Saturday. I really do. He has to now because he's got... Right to now, yeah. So, I, th- I think that. it was. It's, it's definitely the, there's a definite issue with um, with uh, Gail Lee because he comes on within five minutes. He's injured again, and he, even when he came on, he looked a bit. So you know, it, it's it's in the mind. Of, it's clearly he, he's not running the way that he, used to, he ran last season. Sadly, sadly, I don't agree with what you said about Milovic with him playing two games a week. I honestly just think, sadly, I just think Rafa doesn't trust him. Um, I uh, he he was I think he would have been the ideal candidate to come on come on on Saturday um, sorry Sunday against Southampton obviously Gail come on he pulled up he pulled up apparently um, couldn't sprint after that mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is with Dwight since uh, you know since the new year onwards he's really struggled I wouldn't be surprised if we do uh, look to cash in on him um, come January um, I, I think if there's 10, 15 million on the table like Fulham came in with, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go. Um, but uh, for Mitrovic, like I said, I, I think there's a, I, I do think there's a distinct lack of trust there um, from Rafa because in terms of the way Rafa's played so far this season, the only the only like for like player that we have to Jocelyn would be Mitrovic, and he's done it so far for any savers. Um, you know, I, I think he can probably do a job in this side. Um, he just, mm-hmm. you know, he just gets himself in situations that he shouldn't be putting himself in. Um, but he, I hope, like John said there, that he certainly worth. He should be worth a place on the bench on um, Sunday if we haven't got. Uh, sorry, Saturday if we haven't got Gail. Um, but then again, he might not because he, I, I, like I said, I just don't think he trusts him on Gail. Yeah, definitely. Neil, Neil. I don't know what the issue with Gail. Is at all. He, he doesn't seem fit physically or mm. mentally mm. at the minute, and that, that's a bit of a worry. Um, does Rafa trust Mitt Rowe? I don't think he does. I think that's that's pretty patent. However, I do think he might have come on and caused a bit of chaos. Yeah, I agree. I, I tell you, tell you the weak link for me in Southampton was was Van Dijk. If you look mm. for the first goal, his, it's his casual flick of a clearance that actually mm. then leads to the, the cross, that leads to the shot, that leads to Hayden's goal. And and I think he put under a bit of pressure with a bit of physicality from Mitro. Might have been their weak link. Because uh, you've got to remember, you've got a player there who's been on strike. He's not been playing first-team football. Um, and, and I'd love to find a way to harness the Mitrovic that plays for his country. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Or... 
is it that he knows he's got 100% trust off his manager and he doesn't feel that and so therefore he's trying harder to impress Rafa and that's coming out with some of the silliness. I just don't know. I'd love to know how to harness it because there's a player in there somewhere. And the kind of player we like, a physical mm -hmm. number nine who will take no rubbish. He's absolutely ideal. He's ideal to play the, the, the Jocelyn role that Jocelyn's playing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the kid scored, did he score 11 goals in his first season in the Premier League when we went down? Was it 11 or was it 9 or 11 or something like that? Nine. He scored in, nine. In a really, in a really, really, really pathetic, poor size until Rafa got us sorted for the last mm -hmm. six games, uh, the last ten games, you know. That wasn't a bad return for a young kid at all. Um... I, again, I just think he's, it's his misdemeanors of getting himself sent off, you know, getting himself in trouble, which is, I think it's costing him massively here. Um, and I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if he's just got that in his locker and it's never going to go away. I, I do mind it, mind, I think it's clear, lad. I think if we do get taken over, and let's say there was money to spend in January, the likes of Mitrovic and Gill and maybe the likes of Yossel who eventually, they will not be playing for Newcastle United for very long. What about um? You got to think is they'll get rid of Darlow as well, won't they? By the looks of it, and plus he's he's the best goalkeeper we have, Andrew. I'm sorry, like I I don't want to I don't want to pick on Rob Elliott, but I just think he he doesn't he doesn't move his feet very well. I think he's I think he's, I, I don't I don't think he's good enough. I think it's clear Rafa wanted another goalkeeper. That's that's clear in the summer. He was mm. desperate for, to get the goalkeeper in, and he was let down for one reason or the other. But I think Darlow is definitely the better. I think Darlow has to play. I, I think yeah. after what happened with, I think that the fact that the, the clear mistake because it was like how how he's able to get a shot away. I just I, I was that goal stunned me. I absolutely I couldn't believe it. His kicking's horrific. His kicking's been horrific this season. And how can he get beat? From, I don't know how he how he got beat because. If you look at the kick, he miskicked, he miskicked it. He miskicked it to me. He didn't it wasn't right in the corner, neither. It wasn't no. right in the corner. Yeah. And he, he, obviously, we don't know until... But I must be. If I'm Darlow and I'm watching it... The thing is, the, the worst thing about it, Darlow's kicking isn't the best either. That, no. that, that's also an issue. Maybe. But I he can't play... Him. He can't play Elliot on side. He can't play Elliot on side because, you know, he, he keeps... If, if Rafa keeps them all to the same standards... Then, you know, he had a poor game, Elliot, and uh, that, you know, it's, it's it's definitely an issue for me. And I I agree with you. I think Darlow has has been really really unlucky. I can understand why he put Elliot in, but Elliot, uh, the the more you put him in, he, he seems to be getting found out. A number of kicks yesterday, he put us into trouble, and they, you know. It, you, you, when it comes to Southampton, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't got to give them much. To, uh, but they, they, they got very lucky. Two bad goals to give away, and you know we should have probably won that game quite comfortably. But uh, tell me, so for, for Saturday, John, before the, we have to end the show, um, what, what's yeah. your feeling on it? Yeah, before I give the score, I could just say something about Rob Elliott, sort of yeah. left sort of thing. I watched a couple of times and. I'll be honest with you, right, but I try to defend the kid, but I'm afraid I just don't, I just don't think he's got, you can understand why Rafa wants to keep her in the summer, 
and um, you need to look at the keeper badly and stuff because the two kids got there, Rob and Cole, I'm not sure if they're good enough, sort of thing. I mean, now the two, I think Darwin's slightly the better out of the two, right, because there's a great shop stop that. But we definitely need a new keeper in January if this take all that big concern. We definitely need a goalkeeper. We definitely need a striker. We definitely need number 10. And uh, we definitely need an established left back if possible, you know. Yeah, I think. Uh I think because of what's going on behind the scenes now with the takeover, I think um, the, even even the fact that Ashley said in his statement that even if he doesn't sell the club, he's still going to invest in the club. Yeah, now, yeah, so he, I think that's a message to to Rafa as well because he knows with the fact that we've got him, he's got this type of or you know uh, manager that Newcastle never had before. So he's obviously gambling on it, but it would be interesting to know if they've actually met for dinner. We still don't know, do we? The statement statement itself does read well. The statement from the club, it's short and sweet, it does read well. But then on the other side of the coin, the man, Mm. which I just want to kind of put out there before I go, Giddy and start getting all excited, he's a proven liar. Yeah. so, you know, yeah. he, he said things before and things have happened, haven't happened, but I, mm. I do, as what we were saying with Neil earlier on, I do think there's something afoot here. There seems to be a lot of to and fro, and I think there's definitely investment, and I do think it's the end game, but there's always got to be that, um, there's always got to be that um, concern when it comes to Mike Ashley, lad. Uh, on my house, in my house on Christmas Day, instead of Santa Claus turning up the Grinch <laughs> and sitting at the bottom of the stairs, and then I was doing the burn. So that's always a concern when it comes to Mike Ashley. So c- give me a score for, for Saturday then, uh, Lee, and then I'll get to Neil and to, to John. Tough, 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 tough game. Every game's a tough game. I just I don't like people thinking, oh, we're playing Crystal Palace, etc. Mm-hmm. Et Rafa pretty much said himself, you know, there's no there's no kiddies in the Premier League. I'll be absolutely over the moon if we win the game. If we can pick up further points, uh, I think it'll be tough. I think, we'll, but I think we'll win the game two one. Good stuff, John. I'm gonna see it. I mean, if Ella plays in goal, I think you just said it earlier on. He's gonna get found out, sort of thing. He's beginning to get found out now when the ball mm. comes to him. I'm gonna see it. We're gonna win. But I think it's going to be a just win. I'm going to say Newcastle 3, Palace 2. That's all you can yeah, ask for. being found out. Yeah, I, I agree. It depends on who plays in, in defence as usual. But, Neil? Newcastle 3 1. I'm just glad Palace have got that win out with their system. I think everybody wanted that, didn't they? Everybody wanted that. Sometimes we break a team's streak. Well, United will go there and we've not we've got a striker who's not scored in ten and we've not won in the last six games. Oh, one nil. Scored by the striker who's not scored in ten games. You know, we do it time and time and time again. So I'm glad they got out of the system. At, at, honestly, three one. All right, gentlemen. Thanks very much for this evening, and uh, we'll all be here next week. And thanks so much, Lee, uh, John, and uh, Neil for tonight. I'll talk to Lee obviously Neil afterwards. Hopefully next week we'll draw and we'll stop it. You can yeah, exactly. And I'll be singing. <laughs> and on that note, I'll bring in Taylor Swift. <laughs> thanks, lads. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks.
You've been listening to www.toontalk.co.uk and association with Nova Radio. If you want to listen back to myself and Neil uh, Mitchell from Dubai and all my other guests, which tonight was Paul Fraser, just tune in to www.toontalk.co.uk and you can also listen to us uh, via 